Are the old world picturesque shores of Europe calling you? Set sail on an adventure with Avalon Waterways. Enjoy an elevated cruising experience. Avalon Waterways offers smaller ships, bigger experiences with fewer people and more of, well, everything good about river cruising. Don't just dream about quaint towns and cobblestone villages. See them for yourself and make lasting memories. Discover limited time offers today at avalonwaterways.com. Introducing the Lisa Chill Collection, your answer to hot nights. These mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers, whisking away heat for the perfect sleep temperature. Save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows when you shop now. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbionica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbionica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O. T-I-K-A dot com. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us here once again on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. It has been a minute, Hornets fans. I think this is just our second podcast this month. A little bit of a reprieve before we build up with the start of the season, Preseason now less than two weeks away, really, at this stage of the game. And training camp is upon us. It's going to start on Tuesday, the day following Media Day, which will open the week on Monday. We will have a podcast after Media Day with some of the highlights. So today we're going to give you some weekend listening and preview training camp at large. Helping me on that task, he's my producer on the Hornets Radio Network, as well as the producer of this fine podcast, Rob Longo. Rob, I haven't seen you in weeks. How are you? You've seen me plenty of times, but trying to battle through, got a a little bit of a stuffy nose woke up today. I think it's just allergies and the season's changing, but you know what that means? That means training camp is among us. That's right. It's just about here. And also helping us out on this podcast, senior writer for Hornets.com, Sam Purley. Sam, good to see you as well. Good to see you too. We, and like uh, like Rob said, I have physically seen you, but we haven't been in the studio together and talking and, and doing a podcast too. So got to... Uh, Get some of the rust off and the dust off as we get ready to go to begin the season next week. That's right. As we start a new season, a new season resolution, I hope we don't have an off season this long again for a very long time. But that's something to talk about come the end of the 23-24 campaign. Right now, we're going to start talking about training camp, which is going to get started next week. We will do podcasts periodically throughout it as news bubbles up, signings happen, news breaks, whatnot. And of course, we'll have one after media day on Monday. So look for that in your timeline, your inbox, whatnot, uh, starting on Tuesday. But as we get set for training camp, the question I'll pose to you both, 
What is your biggest question as we enter camp? I'm going to let Sam Purley tip this one off, and I know it's been a while, so we might be unfamiliar with them, but Rob rules are in effect. You cannot duplicate anyone else's question and or answer. All right. Well, I will start off. My biggest question for training camp is Miles Bridges. I think, obviously, he did not play last season, and I think by the time the Hornets tip off and he's done with the 10-game suspension that he has at the start of the season, I think it's going to be about 18 months. So he sounds like he's been working out, but you kind of just don't know where he's going to be relative to the player he was when we last saw him on the court back in uh, April of 2022. So he has been working out throughout the last year, but um, you know how quickly he gets back into game shape and in being kind of around an NBA setting uh, is going to be something interesting to watch. And I think he can be used in a lot of different lineups. He can be used small ball center, power forward. He can play the three. I think there's going to be a lot of options to use him and guys like P.J. Washington around him, but maybe less of a question, more of just kind of a curiosity I mean, Steve Clifford mentioned uh, the other day at the media lunch, and he's been here every single day working and, and things like that. So question, curiosity, I just uh, I think he's a big X factor for what this team wants to do in terms of where is he after not playing in an NBA game and, and being in a, and full-time in an NBA setting for, for quite some time. It's a long time off, but hopefully he can get returned to form relatively quickly. It's a very long time off, and it's a very fair question. It was on my list. I think there, there's a couple aspects of this. Given his age and the direction he was heading in, up until he had to take the the season off, essentially, and we we all know why. And up to that point, he was on an upward trajectory, and so the the thought process, given his age, is he should continue to get better. So I think there's two parts to what you're asking. One, how does he look relative to what you would expect someone who's been off for a year, and how quickly can he get back on track? Can he get back on track? The belief, obviously, is that he can both from the team and within his own camp. He's certainly betting on himself the way uh, he approaches this season. Um, But I think that's definitely one of the biggest questions entering this year's training camp. All right, so Sam took one from my list. Rob, let's see if I have anything left after you go. Well, Sam did take the one off my list, too. I did have that one penciled as well. But to kind of build off that a little bit, I'm going to take it one step further, and I want to see where Brandon Miller is. I want to see... What level he's at? Did he improve at all going from summer league and what we saw in summer league going into that last couple of weeks in the offseason and now going into training camp? Because again, this kind of coincides with the Miles Bridges return is. Well, one, how much are you going to rely on Brandon Miller? How much playing time are you going to see? How many minutes is he going to get? Not quite right off the bat, because that's a place that he's able to fill in a little bit here. As Miles serves that 10-game suspension to start the season, he can be that number two guy in a rotation behind a guy like Gordon Hayward. Or maybe you play him at the stretch four as well. But when Miles Bridges returns, yeah, Gordon Hayward is a great piece. He's your guy that's been a cornerstone over the last couple of seasons for this team. But now you throw another wrinkle in there. Do you put Brandon Miller out on the floor with LaMelo Ball and Miles Bridges? Because if you do, that's going to open up so much space for everybody. That's going to draw a lot of attention. LaMelo already draws a ton of attention. Then you got a guy like Brandon Miller that can be a knockdown shooter. I mean, the guy is just a walking bucket. Every time he shoots the three, especially in summer league, I thought it was going in. It's just that pure of a stroke. But then to take it one step further, you got those two guys covered. Now all of a sudden, you got Miles Bridges on the other side, and we know what kind of player he is. So it all kind of coincides together, more or less, not to take... Miles Bridges' point from Sam Purley. But no, I'm about to have to take th- both of yours because you're just... Well, yeah, exactly. That's list. what I'm saying. But, I mean, you know, I think that where is Brandon Miller and what can we expect from him this season? Because if you don't expect the number 2 overall pick to play in all this year, then I 
don't know what to tell you or make an impact for lack of a better term as well. So no, there's definitely let's see where Brandon Miller is. Absolutely, I think there's definitely the expectation he plays. That was number one on my list. It took it a little different avenue. I was going to say, can Brandon Miller replace Kelly Oubre Jr. specifically production wise? Because I don't know that there is an expectation that you automatically slot him in as a starter. I, I think you give respect to the other veterans who are on this team. The situation for the Hornets is not a normal one for a team picking number two overall. You usually see a rebuilding squad that's picking there. Hornets just got beleaguered with injuries and so ended up where they did. So you get the benefit of adding a talent like Brandon Miller. But I'm looking at can you replace Kelly Oubre Jr.? Forget the starter stats from a season ago, 20 points per game. Can he do what Kelly did two seasons ago when Oubre was the sixth man for the team? That's 15 points per game. That's shooting roughly 35% from three. If Brandon Miller can do that, this team is in a great spot. But, you know, it, it, it's always going to be an enigmatic situation asking a 20 year old to try and replace a guy who was a 20-point-per-game scorer at one point. But I'm not allowed to take it because the Rob rules are in effect. So i got to go to my third choice, which is still, I think, a good question here entering camp, and that is another positional question and a replacement question. Can Mark Williams replace Mason Plumley? I think most people think the answer to that is yes, because Mason averaged 12.2 points per game, 9.7 rebounds per game, shot about 67% from the floor in 56 starts with Charlotte. Mark averaged... 11.5 11.5 points per game, 9.8 rebounds per game. He shot about 63% from the floor in 17 starts for Charlotte. So can he sustain that kind of pace? Can he improve upon it? And that's just going at last year where the team had so many injuries. Mason probably took a lot more shots than he ordinarily would have if you compare it to the scene that finished above 500 the season prior and look at Plumlee's stats. He was a 6.5 point per game, 7.5 rebound per game type of guy. I think you would like to think you can lock in those numbers with Mark Williams, but there are questions. He had a hand injury, he had surgery on it over the offseason. Where is he? How does he look going into the season? So all told, we crossed off all the questions on my list. How will Miles Bridges look? What is Brandon Miller going to be able to provide out of the gates? And how does Mark Williams fare in comparison with Mason Plumlee, both last year's stats and the one before? All big questions heading into this season. Yeah, I would agree. And uh, I would add one thing onto the Mark Williams is I don't have it in front of me, but I want to say he played maybe 50-ish games last year, maybe 20, 25 starts or something. You know, there's going to be a jump becoming a full-time rotational guy. And, you know, he didn't do that for the first couple months of last season. And I think he even admitted at the time that he wouldn't have been nearly as good as he was in the second half of the season if he didn't do the things like going down to Greensboro and kind of playing behind Nick and Mason for the, for the first half of the year, too. So how does he adjust to to taking on a heavier role, more games. Um, obviously, the jump from co- – I mean, he's not jumping from college, but the jump from college to the NBA is obviously a big – you're playing over twice as many games. You know, How does he help take that next step and prepare himself to play, hopefully, 70-plus games this season as the team's uh, starting center or wherever they, he kind of gets slided into? So I think all these are kind of good questions, and, and you know, maybe they won't have answers right away, but we'll see how they kind of iron out over the next coming weeks heading into opening night. The big questions here as we head in to training camp, and we'd love to hear some of yours. Feel free to hit us all up on social media. Let us know what your questions are heading in to Hornets training camp. Maybe we start a mailbag segment. Maybe that's going to be something. I haven't done this in a month. I'm forgetting how to you know fill the time. We're going to have to do that 
that with daily podcasts before you know it. Coming up next, we're going to talk about our biggest training camp battles, which positions are at stake and who are the competitors for them. We'll talk about that next here on the Hornets Ivecast. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are bust. You can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, Demarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to do That's my, my dance, bro. <laughs> You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Give yourself a delicious escape from the afternoon with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Sam Farber, Rob Longo, Sam Purley here with you back again on the Hornets Hivecast. Just our second podcast this month. We really took all the vacation time, guys. Uh, we're, we're basically going to be working, I don't know, 250 consecutive days I was after say, we'll this. We'll be working overtime before you know it. <laughs> yes, uh, that, that's coming up fast, but uh, it was good to get the time off. Hope everyone got a chance to spend some time with families. Hope all of you listening out there found something to fill your time on your commute and while doing your chores, whatever it is. Um, but we're glad to have you back here with us on the Hornets Hivecast. And rest assured... We're going to be more regularly coming at you with podcasts in the next couple of weeks. And, of course, we'll start daily podcasts with the start of the regular season. Time now for our next conversation. What is the biggest position battle you anticipate in camp? And for purposes of the conversation, just so someone doesn't eat up four different spots, try and be specific on wing, small forward, center, point guard, what role you want coming off the bench, whether that's the first guy in or maybe replacing a certain position group. Be as specific as you can because 
since I'm going third, I don't want to have, you know, the only thing left is, well, uh, the assistant coach position battle or something weird like that. So, Rob Longo, you get to tip things off this segment. It's a lot of pressure, uh, especially because mine kind of encompasses two or three positions, not to scare That's anybody exactly away. That's exactly what I said not to do. I think the – well, the thing here is like the swing position, that 3-4 kind of area with Gordon Hayward – Miles Bridges, Brandon Miller, PJ Washington. I hate to take four you people right six there. Players, I said Matt, what four. Is... <laughs> I just said four. You can't count either, I guess. But I mean, the situation here is, I guess, when you look at it, it's not a, the fact of who's going to start. We have an idea of who's going to start. It's more so who's going to finish the game, and that's what I'm going to focus on in terms of position battles because. A lot of times, as we've seen in the past, it doesn't matter if you start a game or not. There's plenty of guys that have come off the bench and have finished a game. You go back to guys like Cody Martin a couple of seasons ago when he was healthy. You know, LaMelo Ball before he started when Devontae Graham had that injury and then he started full-time his rookie season. People like that. So, I mean, is that a Brandon Miller? Probably not off the bat. Is that a P.J. Washington? Probably more than likely, especially when Miles Bridges returns. You're probably looking at Miles at the four and P.J. in that backup spot, but maybe P.J. finishes the game as well. So I just want to see what that 3-4 combo area looks like moving forward, and is that a position battle? I don't even know. It might not be. It might be something that Steve Clifford's already kind of figured out and has a plan for it. And again, plans can certainly change. We know that last year based on all those injuries. As I know away all the demons, but at the end of the day, those are going to be the ones that I think that win you ball games is who is in there in those crunch time moments in those final moments. Because as we've seen in the past, PJ Washington's been really good in those moments, especially last season. All right. Rob Longo took the the wing forward position yes. grouping area as his battle to watch. Sam Purley. Your combatants. I will be much more specific than Rob just kind of taking up like three or four positions at once. Backup point guard spot, I think, is the number one training camp battle I want to watch. And it's less of a maybe like battle between like, you know, this guy versus this guy and more of kind of how the overall team approach and what the plan is going to be. Obviously, Dennis Smith Jr. did, you know, was, I think, great last year, particularly defensively, but, you know, he's no longer with the team, signed with Brooklyn in the offseason. So there isn't exactly a clear cut this guy is replacing Dennis this coming season. So To be fair, there wasn't necessarily one going in last season. Dennis Smith yeah. Jr. wasn't assumed it. He just kind of assumed the job. Yeah, and I think the Hornets are kind of hoping for that this year, that somebody steps up and kind of takes that. So right now, you obviously have LaMelo penciled in as the starter. I think that one's pretty clear. And then behind him, you know, you've got other options. Could you, you know, they've done this before. Could you do it where you uh, stagger Terry into the second unit and he runs point there? Do you lean on Frank Nilakina, who has been brought in, played more point guard when he was in New York last year, I think in Dallas, who's primarily a shooting guard, can also play some three. But if you're looking for some of that defensive skill set that Dennis brought, I think Frank Nilakina has that with a little bit more size. Uh, other ball handing options, you have Nick Smith, Mari Bailey, I think as rookies, those guys are probably a little early on in their developmental stage to kind of take on a full-time backup point guard role and I think but who knows things can happen in training camp so that's definitely something I I am looking for is the training camp battle at the backup point guard spot and kind of how are they going to approach it in terms of filling that role that Dennis had last year so that's one I'm definitely looking out for I think both of yours are among the most important battles that we're going to see who's finishing the game at that 
3-4 hybrid position, who's assuming the minutes, or how do the Hornets approach the assumption of the minutes behind LaMelo? He can't play 48 a game. He's he's incredible, but that's probably ill-advised, particularly with all the injury issues that the team has had in the past. But the one I think that's going to be the most competitive and probably entertaining is the backup kind of two-guard spot, for lack of a better term. And this, in my estimation, is probably going to be the ninth person in the rotation. I think you've got your assumed starters. I think you can assume Cody Martin is going to be in the mix, assuming he's healthy. Uh, Nick Richards will be the backup center. There will be a backup point guard. And so this is kind of that extra guy. Who is that last person going to be that's for the most part, normally part of the rotation. And I think it's the most entertaining battle we're going to get a chance to watch play out here over training camp because of the wealth of talent and draft picks the Hornets have invested into this group. You've got Nick Smith Jr., first-round pick from this last group. Bryce McGowan's second-round pick from the year before, but got a lot of time on the floor. James Booknight, now in year three here in the NBA. He's a former first-round pick. What kind of jump did he take over the course of the summer? And, of course, Amari Bailey, a second-round pick from this last season. They're all kind of in the same group. Some have different advantages with size or scoring ability or shooting ability over the others, but they're all kind of playing for the same spot, I think, in terms of the rotation. And given what we've seen and heard from Steve Clifford in the past, I think he's going to give everyone an equal shot out there to earn the job. He's definitely going to have some things that he wants to see specifically from that position or or that spot on the rotation in the roster. But I think that group, just given the youth the athleticism, the abilities, just the stock in all of these guys, it should make for a very entertaining battle here to see who holds the role to start the season. Now, come end of the season, I think all of these guys are going to have their chances, hopefully not because of injuries, just normal comings and goings of an NBA rotation. But who wins it out of camp, I think that's going to be one of the more entertaining matchups. I totally agree, and it's almost like a 180 from a couple of seasons ago when you think about it where the Hornets had all this great depth at the point guard position. LaMelo Ball, Devontae Graham, Terry Rozier, all those guys, and the problem was the center position where there was just no consistency. Now it's kind of flipped a little bit. you got guys like Nick Richards and Mark Williams, solidified young core at the five. Now you got those young pieces at the point guard position and at the two spot as well, but... Now the question is, who's able to kind of arise and step up in that backup point guard role? Because it was a little bit of a rotating door last year, and injuries were certainly going to do that. But Dennis Smith Jr., I don't want to say he resurrected his career, but he definitely brought his career back in the right direction from where he was as a lottery pick a couple of seasons ago. Is that something that Frank Nittakila can do again? Maybe. It's possible. It's certainly that avenue for him to kind of go towards Dennis Smith Jr.'s path, and we don't want to compare players or set expectations for him in that regard, but that seems to be the one that might be having the most sense, more or less. We'll see how all of these battles play out, and uh, should be a very competitive camp. There's a, It's a very young team. It's younger than the one that was out there last season, but I think there's just a lot of ability out there, so I'm excited to see these guys get going, go head-to-head here in training camp. One segment left to go, our biggest training camp concerns coming up. I have a feeling we're going to have a lot of parity on this list as well. We'll give you our picks after this quick break here on the Hornets Hivecast. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, 
John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying cows are busted. Can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to do That's my That's my You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. (sighs) Give yourself a delicious escape from the afternoon with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Sam Farber, Rob Longo, Sam Purley back with you here on the HHC trying to recall how to do this. We haven't had a podcast in a long time. We appreciate your patience and we're going to be getting back into daily podcasts before you know it. Preseason is going to tip off on the 10th team will be in Miami to take on the Heat. The regular season, two weeks later, roughly on October 25th against the Atlanta Hawks, should be a great home opener at Spectrum Center. Tickets are available at Hornets.com. And first up, leading off next week on Monday, will be Media Day for the Charlotte Hornets. We will have a post-Media Day podcast giving all the sound highlights from that one. And, of course, we'll give you the news throughout training camp as things roll along. One other piece of news to pass along for all of you, the Hornets and Novon Health announced earlier this week that they have extended and expanded their longtime partnership this past week, announcing that Novon Health remains the official hospital and orthopedic provider of the Hornets, as well as the Greensboro Swarm. And now they've added the Hornets Venom GT, the 2K team, as well, becoming the first organization to be an official sponsor of all three teams. The expanded partnership includes new community initiatives, including Buzz City Babies, which was launched in June with Hornets branded gift baskets distributed to families of babies born at Novon Health Hospitals on the day of the 2023 draft. And that program will continue with a monthly in-game feature highlighting babies as the team's rookies. Nothing better than getting some baby pictures and hopefully that brings an additional smile on the faces of all those families. Biggest one, obviously, the new addition to the family, but a little Hornet swag doesn't hurt as well to sweeten things up as well. So thanks to our partners at Novant Health, and we're excited to have that partnership continue to expand now to include the 2K team 
as well. Time to transition to our last question, gentlemen, as we enter training camp. And this one for you is, what is your biggest concern as we get set for training camp next week? Sam Purley, you get to tip this one off. I'll preface this that the word concern, I think it's more, it's mine falls more into just like something I'm keeping an eye on. I'm not really concerned about it. I'm confident everything is, you know, we're in for a good situation and a great training camp heading into the regular season. But just something I was kind of thinking about when you sent over this question is just kind of the chemistry continuity factor. I mean, the preseason is, they're only playing four games, which I think they played five last year. As we all know, the, the regular season comes very quickly, media day, and you snap your fingers and we're tipping off on opening night. You only have three, three and a half weeks or so to kind of get everything you want in. And you have a lot of guys that haven't played a ton of minutes together from last year because you know as we know the injuries and you know I think I think Steve Clifford mentioned I don't have it I didn't write down the exact number but what was it at the luncheon the other day maybe you can reel it back that like I think it was the lineup of like Lamelo whatever their best lineup of four guys like Lamelo Terry they played like two hundred minutes two hundred minutes together of like their four whatever the f- best four man lineup and it didn't matter who the fifth guy was was one of the tops in the NBA from a from a net rating standpoint, played less than 200 minutes. I think, his- I think the average lineup on the floor, if you were looking for what group was out there, 45 or so games each, it's something like Mason Plumley, P.J. Washington, I think Gordon Hayward crossed that threshold, so we'll, we'll give him that spot. Terry Rozier did, and Dennis Smith Jr., I mean, not to take anything away from those guys, but that's not the expected starting lineup entering last season, certainly not entering last summer. And as you look towards this season, uh, it's a very different one in terms of the you know high level of, of talent that and the high level of expectations, quite frankly. So I'm with you. I think continuity is going to be important because you don't have a lot of games to waste here. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's, again, it's not something I don't think can be figured out. But just looking in hindsight, there just isn't a lot of continuity with who's currently on the roster simply because last season a lot of these guys just didn't play extended minutes together it felt like somebody you know you'd have a lineup and then two games later another starter would get hurt and he'd be out three or four weeks and by the time he got healthy somebody else was missing and I I forget what the number was but I mean it must have been whatever the projected starting lineup last season was supposed to be I think it played none it, it had to be like six or seven games or something it's just something crazy too so but again these guys have been working out all summer there's a lot of familiarity with past seasons it's about kind of bringing everybody that's new or you know maybe didn't play as much last season kind of bringing everybody together getting everybody on the same page again less of a concern just something that i think is going to be uh maybe more of a challenge than going into previous seasons per se Word interpretation, I feel, is going to be big in this segment because Sam Purley took concern to be more of a curiosity, it sounds like. Mine is, what do I spend my nights, you know, curled up in the fetal position in the corner, rocking back and forth, hoping doesn't happen? We'll see how Rob Longo took this question. Rob, your biggest concern entering training camp. If I interpret it like you just did, where it's going to keep me up at night, I'm just going to address the elephant in the room, and I'm going to say health. I think that the health is going to be the biggest issue moving forward. And to peel the curtain back a little bit, too, when we talk about this luncheon, for people that don't know, it was a little bit of an informal setting earlier this week where the local media got to meet with Steve Clifford and just kind of talk about the state of the team 
and those sort of things, which I personally thought was all off the record, but then some stuff circulated on social media. So I guess it's on the record, so we can talk about it. So at To any a rate, certain extent. To, to a certain yeah, degree, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, some of the stuff that Coach Cliff talked about in that luncheon was somebody asked about the team being healthy, and he mentioned how Mark Williams was working his way back from that thumb surgery, which we were all aware of. That was something that was notified by Hornets PR when it happened, when he had that surgery. So Coach Cliff said that he's working his way back and just not quite in that rhythm that we've seen Mark in the past. So, and there might be some other bumps and bruises. We don't know. So you never know what's going to happen going into these offseason workouts, moving into this season as well. So I just, one of those things where it's it's in the back of my mind just because of how poorly the health was last year. You hope that that was an anomaly and a one-time thing, but until we can see guys fully healthy out there on the floor playing 50, 60, 70 games, hopefully they're all playing that to reach the threshold so everybody is an all-star or a award winner and on the all-NBA teams to reach that 65-game mark that the Players Association and the league agreed to last season. You know, Hopefully, once we get to that point, then it'll be out of sight, out of mind for me personally, but right now I still have to think about the health question and making sure that everybody's healthy and we get out of training camp unscathed because when you go back to last season, LaMelo Ball did unfortunately hurt his ankle in that preseason matchup in one of the preseason games, so I'm sure it's not going to alter the way that Coach Cliff plays players in the preseason and wants to see guys out there on the floor building that continuity like Sam Perley mentioned, but it has to be in somebody's back of their mind somewhere, I would imagine. So just something to keep an eye on, something that's going to concern me until we get to October 25th when we have, hopefully a fully healthy roster. Yeah, that that's my biggest concern as well, is where is the health of everyone, namely LaMelo Ball, who missed a lot of time last year and uh, obviously had the, the fracture in his ankle, and then Mark Williams, who, as you mentioned, it's well-documented, he had surgery in the offseason. So where are they? And I think it's, just, it's, it's vital that this team starts as close to whole as possible, not just because they're dealing with the suspension of Miles Bridges or anything else. It's you look at the schedule and it lines up really nicely for the Hornets to get off to a hot start if they are whole. Eight of their first 10 games are against teams that were not automatic entrants to the playoffs last year, not in the top six in their conference. They finished seventh or worse. Six of the first eight are against teams that didn't even make the play-in. So this is an opportunity here for the Hornets with a three-game homestand and at least compared from last year, weaker opponents to get off to a good start. But you took mine, so I can't go with that one. So I'll go with my secondary concern entering camp. And that's just where is the expectations of the players? The power of positivity is so important here. And I think we went into last offseason feeling really good about where the Hornets were. Things were building up. LaMelo Ball was coming off an all-star season. They had finished above 500. Some bad luck that, that all that got them was a 10 seed, but you felt good about their trajectory of the team. And then so many things started to peel away at expectations. We still felt good going into training camp and optimistic, but obviously there were a a few too many stumbling blocks to really get over the top of. Now I feel like things are reversed. The team's kind of come back. You've got the number two pick overall in the draft. Brandon Miller added new to a talented, young, dynamic group of players, plus really seasoned veterans who have performed at a high level like Terry Rogier and Gordon Hayward, expectations to me feel like they should be higher and higher, and yet that's not the conversation going around nationally. It's not even the one going around regionally if you listen to a lot of the other media members. So where are the expectations of the players? That's one of my concerns. I want them to feel excited and feel optimistic that they can achieve their 
goals and maybe exceed them and not get bogged down with the losses that were taken last year, both on and off the floor. So that's the concern I have. I want that power of positivity there. We certainly have it here on the Hornets Hivecast. Uh, you don't have to look far for some high expectations for the team. We always seem to look at the glass half full, but how are the players approaching it? I have a feeling they're going to mirror us, but that would be my concern if they're not. You know, How quickly can they come around and really get that belief that they can achieve what they have set out for themselves as goals? And to add one more quick thing to that, it's you know, you look back at last season and there's like, there's so many things that didn't go the Hornets way, but it's like, you got to find one. I think the players obviously have high expectations. I think, you know, there is, they have, you know, big plans and ideas and goals they want to achieve this season. And I think when you look back at last season, it's almost like you got to find the balance between how much of that was out of our control and how much of it was controllable that we need to improve upon. I think Steve Clifford made that kind of, uh, you know, apparent the other day at the luncheon. He said, you know, it wasn't entirely out of our control. There was always things we we could have improved on regardless of who was on the floor. So it's about kind of finding the balance between what can you take out of last season and, and use towards this season in terms of improvement, in terms of fuel, in terms of motivation, but also like how much of a read can you truly get on last season, given all of the injuries and absences. And it's, I think that's what makes kind of deciphering last season a little tricky. It's like how much of it was real and how much of it was just tons of bad luck and, I think, obviously, I think the answer leans more mostly towards bad luck. So I think they have high expectations. And I think, you know, kind of getting through last season in terms of what they had to overcome and all the adversity and curveballs that were thrown their way, I do think that's going to pay dividends this year because you had a lot of guys that played big minutes last year in the rotation, especially towards the end of the year, that come opening night, if this team is fully healthy, again, healthy, knock on wood, knocking on the table right now, that might not be in the rotation, but will be counted on at some point down the line. So I think that's something that, uh, as you as we love using the term silver lining, I think that was a big silver lining from last season. Yeah, no question. This team got a lot deeper because of all the players that were pressed into action, plus the additions to the team through rookies and whatnot. And I'm excited for it. There is that aura of danger after everything that went wrong last year. Can you avoid those pitfalls and focus on the positivity? There's a lot to be positive about. We are going to have our next podcast for you on Tuesday of this coming week. That'll be after Media Day. We'll give you all the favorite quotes and all the, the headliners that come out from Media Day. There's always an interesting one or two. Real quick, who are you most looking forward to seeing at the podium? Who do you think is going to give you your, your best quote of the day? Rob Longo. Oh, you put me on the spot. Yeah, you get on the spot. You know, Nick Smith has some personality to him, so I'm going to go with Nick Smith. All right. First name that came into mind was Terry. Terry's always got fun, something funny to say. You know, he comes back from it's almost like the back to school summer vacation. You know, we haven't talked to him since obviously exit interviews. I feel like he's always got some some good stuff to say and also some entertaining, funny like one liner stuff. So I'll go with Terry Rozier. I like it. I like it. I'll go with I'm going to go with the the rookie Brandon Miller. He's been quite quotable since he has joined the ranks of the National Basketball Association, the Charlotte Hornets. I'm looking forward to hearing him on his first media day. We'll have that covered for you, and I, of course, have the post media day podcast for you on Tuesday. And then look forward to all the training camp news and notes, and we'll have it all for you right here on the HHC. Sam Perley, Rob Longo, great to be back in the saddle with you both. Thanks for being here with me on the Hornets Hivecast. Nowhere else I'd rather be. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Didn't sound that enthusiastic, Rob. Didn't you can it? read between the lines. We'll work on it for the future. Thanks most of all to all of you for tuning in. For everyone here, I'm Sam Farber, saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you along. We will talk to you next time right here on the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast. 
Brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit Hornets.com. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Are the old world picturesque shores of Europe calling you? Set sail on an adventure with Avalon Waterways. Enjoy an elevated cruising experience. Avalon Waterways offers smaller ships, bigger experiences with fewer people and more of, well, everything good about river cruising. Don't just dream about quaint towns and cobblestone villages. See them for yourself and make lasting memories. Discover limited time offers today at avalonwaterways.com.